There's a ton of movement on Auburn's coaching staff. Look, this is normal. Don't freak out. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Broadcasting today from a mystery state. Comment if you're watching on YouTube down below. Which state do you think I'm in? All right, so a lot of changes throughout Hugh Freeze's new coaching staff, right? Um, Some surprising, some not surprising. I think the most surprising is he has moved on from wide receivers coach Ike Hilliard. I've seen a bunch of people upset about this. I'm... I wouldn't say I'm shocked, but I was kind of leaning towards like, ah, I could see him possibly, possibly staying. He is not. He is moving on. Uh, and that is Hugh Freeze's choice. Everyone right now is gone with the exception of Carnell Williams, who we now know is associate's head coach and running backs coach, Zach Etheridge, and C-Rob, Christian Robinson, the linebackers coach. That doesn't mean they're definitely part of the staff, It sounds like it's a maybe, right? It sounds like they've spoken. It sounds like interest has been expressed on Zach and C-Rob's point of view saying, hey, we want to be at Auburn. We want to stay here. But that issue um, that hasn't been issued as far as, you know, hey, you, you have a spot on next year's staff. We talked about this on the live show. Zach Guthridge, I believe, needs a place on this next staff. Recruiting is obviously a big part of this. And also, what position group do you think improved the most of the course of the season? It's the DBs. It's the DBs. It's the defensive backs. It's not even close. And you can even break it down to the corners improved. DJ James got better. Nehemiah Pritchett got better. The safeties improved. Jalen Simpson got better. I think Donovan Kaufman was improving. And then, unfortunately, he got injured. So, there's what's not to like about keeping Zach Etheridge. He's also the best recruiter on the previous staff. He was over-recruiting. He got that tag so he could get that raise of recruiting coordinator. And look, Hugh Freeze loves recruiting. He's going to have his hand in it, but you need somebody over it. Now, I think Zach Etheridge could still hold that torch and carry it. Be a great transition piece from the Harson staff to the Hugh Freeze administration and Hugh Freeze era. The C-Rob stuff is interesting. I actually thought, I guess you could argue he got dealt a bad hand. But the linebackers probably underperformed more than any other unit. Um, They weren't the worst unit, but we kind of thought that would be a strength, right? Led by Owen Papo. Uh, We thought Wesley Steiner would be better. He's, he was, he had a rough year. He had a rough year. He had a a few really, really rough moments, but we thought Owen would take that next step. And he did get better over the course of the season, right? His Iron Bowl performance was probably his best performance of the year. I talked to some of his teammates. Um, off the record, and they all agreed. So we'll see what happens there. Christian Robinson kind of got dealt a bad hand and when it comes to the recruiting front. You look at the timing of when he came in, then the stuff in February happened, and obviously it was hard to recruit um, anybody to Auburn after that. Still, the staff did what they could. But yeah, Christian Robinson, a guy that I'm a little surprised he's on the list and hasn't been let go yet. Um, but I think he could do a good job. 
right? All the reasons where we talked him up when he was at Florida, you could do now. And it's also just a little added bonus here. It sounds like Hugh Freeze and C-Rob, they've got a relationship there. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, Schmetting is gone. That's not surprising at all. Brian Hartline is gone. He's taken a, a role at, where was it? Charlotte. He's a passing game coordinator at Charlotte. Good for him. And then, of course, Will Friend. I don't think that's too surprising, even though his play calling towards the end of the year was nice, but it just it's not going to find a role in Hugh Freeze's staff. So uh, Jimmy Brumball, not surprising. I saw a few people surprised at Rock Bell and Tony, the edge recruiter or the edge coach, because of his recruiting was enticing. It was interesting. I think it was good at that. Um, but I don't know how much of Auburn's pass rush was successful because of him or how much of it was you had Derek Hall, Eculiota for the first half of the season, Marcus Bragg, who I think was a pleasant surprise. Maybe Rock brought that out of him. Maybe. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But regardless, Hugh Freeze is not retaining any of those guys. So we'll see. I want the three guys that have not officially been let go to stay on staff. I would like to see Rob to stay on staff. And obviously, very, very high on Zach Guthridge. I think he's a future defensive coordinator. I think he's a future stud in this league. So we'll see what happens after all of that. People I talk to, though, I mean, it sounds like Q Freeze is getting after it. Late at night, still focusing on his staff, making a ton of calls, using his agent, Jimmy Sexton, who represents a ton of people, using his connections throughout all of college football and throughout the Southeast. I think this is going to be a pretty good staff when it's all said and done. I do think he will bring some people with him from Liberty, and there's some off-field roles that he's brought over. I'm not going to get into that, but I would not be shocked if there were some Liberty coaches that came with him. We'll see what exactly that looks like. Um, I'm actually getting a text right now about a new... Defensive line coach, Jeremy Garrett. Oh, that's hilarious. It looks like he's from Liberty. So um, that's not official. I'm not reporting that, but that's funny, the timing that somebody sent me that. Somebody that's very close to the program. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. I want to talk about the defensive coordinator hire, though, because over the first few shows, this name kept popping up, and I was dismissing it. Since then, I have been sold on the idea of this defensive coordinator coming into Auburn and leading the defense. I'll tell you who, and I'll tell you why, coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It is the best place to wager on all of your sports action, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So be sure to check out our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. I want to talk about. Arkansas defensive coordinator, Barry Odom. I was not high on him early in this process. The first several times I heard his name, I dismissed it because Arkansas stunk on defense. Historically bad in the passing game. So I got some notes from John Neighbors, host of Locked on Razorbacks. And I'm like, do you think Barry Odom is a good defensive coordinator? And he said, yes. And I'm like, great. Tell me why. Tell me why. And let's keep in mind here, this is a former SEC head coach. And so we're all kind of assuming when Hugh Freeze hires a DC, he's going to give them the keys and give them leadership of this defense. 
And so if you can lead a program while he wasn't great at Missouri, he still led an SEC program. You got to think he'll be able to lead an SEC defense. I'm going to read what John Neighbors shared with me. He said injuries in the secondary at Arkansas was the biggest part. Losing Catalan the whole year made a major difference. Losing Bishop, who played a ton the year prior as, for the year as well. Um, other key guys were banged up. Multiple guys set out games. It was super thin in the back end, and there was little experience. That was the biggest difference. Also, because of that, it took forever for the Hawks to finally gel into their best positions well into the season. He goes on and on, but something else that I said when I was talking to somebody um, a few nights ago, since I've kind of turned on this idea of Barry Odom, was that he was kind of the first defense, Arkansas was the first defense to limit Ole Miss, to limit Lane Kiffin, a guy that we've talked about a ton on this show. Arkansas shut him down. And then what happened in the Egg Bowl? They copied his scheme. They did the same thing that Arkansas did. And to me, that says something. To me, that says something. We talked about this a little bit when Derek Mason was here. Not a little bit. We talked about it a ton. We drove it into the ground that offseason. Where it's like, man, he had to scheme. He had to out-scheme everybody to compete at Vanderbilt. Barry Odom had to do a similar thing in Missouri, right? Um, he's a great schemer. The more people I talk to about Barry Odom, the more they talk about how good of a schemer he is, how good of an X's and O's coach that he is, and they believe that he could be um, a really solid defensive coordinator here at Auburn. So I love that. To me, that gets me fired up. Um, I still think I would pick Charles Kelly first. But I would be very excited about a Barry Odom hire as defensive coordinator. That's just kind of where I am with all of this. I'm going to go ahead and get into the next segment. Zepp Jasper, Auburn guard, joins us. Today's show will be a little bit shorter. I'm limited. I'm literally like sitting on the ground right now recording this. And to be honest, I think the internet connection is kind of wonky. So we'll see. We'll see. Bear with me. I should be good to go by Friday's show, but... um little odd situation here. Sorry about that. I just knew I couldn't pre-record, right? I couldn't pre-record because I knew all these guys were going to be let go. And I think by the time we record for uh, Friday's show, we'll have even more news on the coaching staff. Hopefully good news. Hopefully exciting news. So we'll see. Zep Jasper joins us in a second. But first things first, got to tell you about our friends at Alumni Hall. If you're not in the Auburn, Opelika County area, go to alumnihall.com. They've got all kinds of Auburn gear that you want to sport throughout this basketball season. Also, odds are you have a family member that loves Auburn if you're watching this show. Head over to alumnihall.com or go to Alumni Hall in Tigertown and Opelika. It's a great store. The customer service there is fantastic. The prices are great. You know when you buy something, the quality is going to be there because it's all officially licensed by the university. It's second to none when buying Auburn gear. And it's second to none when you're buying Christmas gifts this holiday season for the Auburn fan in your life. So check it out, alumnihall.com or go to the brick and mortar store in Tigertown. Alumni Hall, thank you for partnering with Locked on Auburn. As he does every week here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn guard, Zepp Jasper. Man, Sunday, what a close win. You guys rallied, came from behind in clutch fashion against St. Louis. And Zepp, this is a pretty good team that y'all beat. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I had been looking at a lot of little things on Internet, from Twitter to Instagram. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand how good St. Louis was. Um, 
I looked at it coming to the game. If St. Louis would have beat us, they would have been ranked top 25 this day on Monday, this Monday mm -hmm. morning. And a lot of people said, oh, oh, we struggling. We did this. We shot bad. We didn't do this. They got to understand St. Louis is going to be in a tournament this year. They're going to be top in their conference. They're going to fight out Dayton to win that conference this year. And um, I give hats off to St. Louis, their players, the coaching staff. They're a great team. That's why I give hats off to them. But, you know, we rallied back, came out with the win. We stayed focused. Um, we had key guys to, to win the game. I thought KD was, was the reason why we won that game last night, being that spark um, for that last two minutes and 30 seconds. You know, he just with us to the win. And, I, you know, I appreciate him for doing that, to, to, to not be scared, but just live in the moment and go hard, you sure. know, and try to get us to win. Zepp, a big talking point from, from national talking heads in the college basketball world and, I guess, regional folks that cover college basketball throughout the SEC have pointed out the lack of ranked opponents and the lack of big games in y'all's non-conference schedule. And obviously, you have no say over that. You have no control over that. But what's the conversation like in response to that in the locker room? Because like you said, Colgate probably would have been ranked if those last two minutes would have gone differently and gone their way. What um, Do you guys talk about that at all? Uh, We really don't really talk about it, but, like, we know people out there talking. We know, like, ESPN broadcasts and all these other guys, they're talking, saying, like, Auburn ain't playing nobody. But when you look at it, you know, you had these quad two wins, quad one wins. At the end of the day, the Kempun is the main thing that really you got to focus on. And so, like, when we win – we look at Ken Punk. We don't really look at ESPN and all those other guys. We just trying to win. We don't have nothing to do with the schedule. So, you know, right. we play these big teams. We just want to show up and t show everybody that we we one of the best teams too also. But, you know, um, I know a lot of people don't want to sit at the top. You know, it's, it's people who, who root for you when you win it. But, you know, actually in life, they really want you to lose. And a lot of people don't want Auburn to be on top. And that's all it is. Zepp, what was your biggest takeaway from the week in Cancun? Uh, my biggest takeaway uh, was, you know, that was our first game on the road. You know, mm -hmm. um, first road, road games, first two. Um, Bradley was a, a good team who run good sets, coached by a good coach. Um, they're gonna be top in their league. Northwestern, Northwestern was a was a team full of veteran guys. Um, we knew that game was gonna be tough. You know. They started the season off right. It's like the past three years, you know, they've been the same team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they ain't been at the bottom. It's like they're trying to get to the top now. It's like we the biggest ranked opponent they're going to face all year. Right. You know, this that was their biggest game, you know. So we knew they was going to come out, you know, pretty tough. And, you know, it was, it was like a football score, you know. I think it was like 42 to 43 or something like that. But, you know, it was it was a defensive game. We came out with a win. You know, we were just pretty happy to come back from Cancun, you know, with two wins. You know, you don't never want to go to a tournament one, one and one. But, you know, we was pretty happy, you know, that we came out with a win and so we had a good time. That that Northwestern game, I mean, Zepp, uh, do y'all chalk it up as a, a defensive game? Or was it just a, a night where, like, the defense was good, but the, the two offenses, I mean, the shots just weren't falling as both teams were away from their their home arena, or do you guys think it was a defensive effort? Well, well, I look at it like it was a little bit of defense effort, defensive effort because they hold people, you know, under the, the amount of points they usually get. 
And I thought it was the offense. The offense really, the offense is really off, you know. Shots yeah. going in, we're shooting like 19% from the field. Like, you know, that really right. ain't looked I'm like football numbers. Like, you ain't going to do that every night. Yeah. So I really looked at it like, uh, you know, we had really played a game that night before. You know, people's legs probably had been, you know, a little dead, you know, like playing defense. You know, you need, you need your legs in the game. And you just could tell, like, you know, guys is missing open shots. Guys is driving and they had that pop pop against them. But, you know, we trained for tra we trained for things like this. And we knew at the end of the game that, you know, that, those guys only played seven guys, seven. And we played 10 to 11 guys. So we knew we could have more pop than them at the last two minutes of the game. So you guys play Colgate on Friday. Um I guess the biggest question is, are you allowed to use Colgate toothpaste this week if you're an Auburn fan? No Colgate. No Colgate this week. You got you to gotta go. use Crest. You got to use Crest this week. You got to use another brand. We can't use Colgate. Oh, that's funny. It, it seems like we play them every few years, which is, which is funny. Um, their record's not particularly impressive. Zep, you got him at home. I mean, is it tough in situations like this to look at this team coming in and it's like, all right, we've really got to focus on this team and treat it like this game like it's everything. Is that a tough mental battle that you guys have to do? Or at this point in your college career, are you able to do that? Well, you know, I look at it like this. Every game you really got to focus on. You got to focus on the games that, that really matter. I think these games matters the most. These are the games that you know, those guys on Colgate, they're going to get up for, you know, um, they probably, you know, their parents probably never seen them play a ranked opponent before, you know, that make a guy happy in the inside, you know, having a good game against Auburn and sure. then the ranked team in the nation, you know, just having your parents watching on TV and having your parents in the stands, you know, that's, these, that's what these guys get up for. And I feel like, you know, as a team, we got to get up, we got to get up for those guys too, because those guys coming here, play basketball they guys come here to win and i think of it like this like you know each opponent gonna look at us and say we can beat those guys mm -hmm. i think we have a chance but as us as being auburn we got to show them that we're auburn we can step up our game too has anything surprised you zup about this team so far obviously still early in the season obviously you know conference play has not started yet but what um has anybody or anything surprised you so far about this team? Well, I really haven't had a lot of surprises okay. so far because I think we still building, still really getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, we still got a lot of work to do. Um, uh, as a lot as a lot of people see, you know, as we see too. Um, I I still think we haven't reached our peak yet. I still think we got a lot of things to work on. Um, from defense to offense. You know, it's just a lot of stuff that we're going to build on and we're going to get better at each, each day, each week. You're going to see we improve, we're going to climb. You know, and I'm a firm believer in climbing the mountain. And I feel like we're at the bottom of the mountain right now. Bottom of the mountain as far as just the, at this point of the season and you guys are focusing on going up, is that what you mean? Oh, yeah, because like I say, last year, I always speak on it. Last year, you know, you know we was at the either, either the middle of the mountain or, or the bottom of the mountain, but we climbed. We showed people that we could do it, you know. A lot of people ain't believe in us, but we showed them. We made them believe in us. We we showed them that.
Yeah. Auburn was a blue blood. They ain't think it was a blue blood. They ain't think we could do this. But we showed them. We did it. What What have you thought so far about Janai Broom? Uh, looked like he was struggling with his ankle a little bit in the exhibition game in the first few games of the season. It seems like he's a lot more healthy. Seems like he's getting more pop. Um, I think from an efficiency standpoint against St. Louis, it wasn't his greatest game. But what do you what do you think the upside is for Janai Broom? Well, you know, Janai coming from Moorhead, you know, um, you know, he was behind the mountain a little bit. You know, he he had when he first came here, he had to learn a lot of little things, a lot of little details. A lot of people don't look at it like that because they look at it, oh, he came, he averaged this, he averaged that. But you know, you're in the SEC now. You're going against a lot of great guys, a lot of great big men. You got mm-hmm. the Castleton from Florida. You got Oscar Sheedway. Um, you got Tennessee guys. And um, he knows it's a tough conference. He knows he got to get better every day. He knows that you know he got more room to improve, and he's learning. He know he'd improve so much. He didn't learn so many little things and so many little details. And I just think of it like this, you know, um, he's going to improve. He's going to improve. And I think of it as, you know, he didn't got a lot better, a lot better. I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him because, you know, a lot of people don't look at him and say, oh, he's one of the best big men in the SEC. We got Austin Sheetway. But he's going to prove those doubters wrong. Sure. He's going to make them believe in him. He's going to make them, make them say, that Janai Broom guy's going to be a pro. Yeah, so I know this is a weird question because your role in offense has changed a little bit from a year ago. I mean, you were pretty much the point last year. Now you're doing a lot more off-ball stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you look at him as the big man in the middle, how do you guys treat him as guards taking it down the floor or potentially passing it in the paint? How do you guys treat Janai offensively different or the same as you did Walker a year ago. What's the difference? What are some similarities there? Well, they're a lot different. Walker Kessler, seven-footer, block left, right hand. You know, when you went against Walker Kessler, he just had that authority about him. You didn't, yeah. wanna, you didn't even want to go in the paint when you seen Walker Kessler. You had guys like, oh, I'm not going in that paint with him. Whether Janai, he's, he's a lot different. You know, he... He's he'll get you on your toes where you go in the paint. You might not know he'll block it, but he'll block it. Mm-hmm. But Walker's not really a, a back to back to back guy who bang you in and throw a hook. He's one of those guys, pick and roll. You throw a lot, he's gonna go get it. He's gonna dunk it. And you better get out the way because he's catching that thing. But when Janai Broom, he's a guy who great touch, great feel, back to the basket, spin left, spin right, jump hook. He's one of those guys who do that but also can rebound, do other things too. But they're a lot different in many ways. I thought that was a great question you just asked me. Yeah. Does that impact how the guards are going to play on the perimeter as far as offensive rebounding, which you guys have done a great job offensive on offensive rebounds? Is that because of the way the center play is shifted? Or are you and Wendell and KD just better at rebounding than opposing guards so far this year? I mean, what does that dynamic look like? Well, we all knew with Walker Walker down there, um, Walker was going to get the rebound. Like, okay. last year, Walker was – he was unbelievable. Like, I thought he was a key piece to our team. You know, like, no one never said it, but he was the key. He was the guy we pressed up in those guards, and we knew they went past us. Oh, we're just getting a Walker Kessler. 
he'll block it. You know, he'll save us. Yeah. So this year we know we got to box out, really come physical and try to get the rebound. We we practice on that every day to be physical, make sure these our opponents don't try to push us around. Like, like BP told us yesterday, it's going to be a street fight. Like he literally told us, mm-hmm. it's going to be a street fight. I don't care what, if we get in a fight, I don't care what you do. So like having your coach tell you that, like, and you know you're a tough guy, it's like, I'm down, man. I'm riding with you, coach. Yeah. Let's do it. Whether I got it, whether I got blood on my face, teeth tip, my teeth fall out, I'm down. I'm down. I'm ready. If you uh Zepp, if you had to go into a street fight with one other player on the roster, you could bring one guy on this roster with you, one teammate with you. Who you bringing? Ooh, I got two in mind. I got two in mind. I got Alan Flanagan, Katie Johnson. So I actually thought you were gonna say Chris Moore. I I, I can, but I'm I'm like I want a crazy. I want somebody. <laughs> I want like I want somebody crazy with me too. You know. Like, uh huh. Totally. Yeah. So like it's out of them too. I won't be able to think, but like. So either Katie or Al. Katie or Al, like one okay. of. The, I ain't gonna lie. That's a good question right there. Like that's one of the best questions I I done had this year. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Well, Zep, hey, best of luck. Uh, congrats so far on staying undefeated, and best of luck on the season moving forward. We'll talk next week, bud. Thank you. Thank you so much to Zep Jasper for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow, and you can find all of our written work at auburndaily.com. Until then, this has been Locked on Auburn.